0: Has your love life been in the dumpster? That's a question for you. <laughs> okay, well, that's weird. That's weird that you haven't heard the John Cena walkout song.
1: Why hasn't anyone arrested him yet? Oh, oh
2: holy fucking shit! I'm coming to town! Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. On this episode, I've got Houston, and I'd planned for us to have a fully Weird Owl episode um, because I just felt like that was where our interests most aligned, and that just made sense to me. But as we started talking, it was so wonderful, it became this combination of Weird owl Al- and serial killers and true crime and trauma. And just like, I'm like, oh, this is where our interests intersect. And it's so funny because I knew that. I knew that, but sometimes planning the episodes, I just don't, I don't have that awareness. So I'm so glad that it naturally formed into what it was meant to be. Um, So for my little intro, I just wanted to share, first of all, I did watch the Weird Al biopic for this podcast because Houston mentioned it, said that he really enjoyed it, and uh, I also watched UHF, but that was only like half watching it because I was too tired at that point, and I just... I was like, I'm going to look at my phone and then have this on as well, which is just not the ideal way to watch anything. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you don't take a lot in. Um, but I really, I did think UHF seemed like a great movie and I do plan on actually watching it someday <laughs> and uh, and Weird, the Al Yankovic story was uh, was great and definitely made me laugh out loud a few times. I thought Daniel Radcliffe was incredible. Um, he's such a great actor and was just really, really lovely in that part. And um, I loved how so much of it was just this exaggerated uh, often just completely fabricated version of Weird Al's life, but there were a few things in there that I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's true. I feel like I've read that that's true, so um, it was nice to still get like get a little bit, a little bit of truth in there. So I just wanted to mention a few other comedy groups that are really cool in their own way and just kind of how they differ from Weird Al. So there's Garfunkel and Oates. That is Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCucci singing together. Often very, um, some of their songs are just sincere. They're just like sweet, sincere songs that are not comedic in any way. And, and those are really lovely and somehow work, work for them. Um, And then some of the other songs are, I mean, often it's maybe making fun of men or things men do or expectations on women, and I really, really enjoy a lot of their songs. Uh, Oh God, when I was younger, Stephen Lynch, I would listen to Stephen Lynch songs even though you can tell he's not like a great person just you know one of his songs is called big fat friend and it's about when you want to get with a girl but then she has this big fat friend who is like cock blocking you and i loved that song even though i was like this is about me (laughs) and i remember my friend being like Oh my god, that's not about you. You you're vegetarian. Cause there's a part where he says like she's sucking on a chicken bone. And I was just like, I don't know if that's as reassuring as you think it is. <laughs> but I listened to it anyway. And it's, you know what, I torture myself with with things like that. And it's not totally unlike following people on Instagram who were like, if you're overweight, it's because you're lazy or whatever. And it's like, maybe I shouldn't be looking at Stasia Patwell's Instagram anymore, huh? Maybe not so great for the old self-esteem. Oh. Hard and firm. Chris Hardwick, R.I.P. <laughs> and Mike Furman. Uh, big fan of them. They've got a song called Uh She Named the Pony Jesus. And it's a a Christmas Shoes style, very inspirational song, very religious, um, just super funny, love that song. Pie is a great song by them. If you've ever heard the Woodstock song they made, it was a, oh my god, my cats are fighting in like the funniest way, oh my god. they are. It is a cover or a parody cover of a song that maybe Crosby, Stills, and Nash played. I want to say at Woodstock, and so they're playing some some internet thing called Woodstock, and they made a song about it. And so for for you people that are like super nerdy, they like reference like Marvel mm-hmm. movies and like D anD. D and all these things and it's just it's just really great because that that's another great thing about these these cover parodies that weird al does primarily not a lot of other artists really are doing this but you get to hear this song that actually is a pretty good song it's got like a good stuff going on but maybe the lyrics the normal lyrics aren't so interesting to you so when they add something something a little wilder in there. It's it kind of sticks with you better. I feel more comfortable listening to like Weird Al's version of Usher's Confessions than than Usher's version cuz Usher's version is just like a bummer. You're like, okay, you were cheating on your girlfriend and the girl got pregnant. And this is one way that you're confessing to that and basically just feeling sorry for yourself that you were caught. And you're saying you you feel guilty or whatever, but no, no, you do not. You feel upset that you were found out. So you see <laughs> the emotion that comes up talking about that, whereas Weird Al's Confessions Part 3 is just... It's it's the idea that Usher wrote yet another confession song, and he is detailing all of the little betrayals, and they're so silly and so ridiculous that it's just a joy, but then I still get the, the beat and the catchiness of Usher's Confessions Part 2. So just fantastic. So that's what you get from the Wootstock song. By Hard and Firm, and then Mike Furman has his own album of comedy songs, and those are incredible, incredible. Street Meat is probably my fave, and Weird Al sings. Uh, He is a street. He's either (laughs) the the vocal embodiment of actual Street Meat, or he's truly intended to be a Street Meat vendor. It's it's been a point of contention. Uh, with me and my ex-boyfriend, or he was like, well, he's just the street meat vendor. I'm like, okay, right. That's what it sounds like. But if you listen closer to the lyrics, it feels like maybe he's supposed to be the meat itself. And we just could never see eye to eye on this. So there. So if you're interested in drama, real human drama, listen to Street Meat by Mike Furman. I also love Sean Cullen. Sean Cullen has very silly songs. Uh, My favorite is probably Wood, Cheese, and Children, but he's got a lot of uh, just completely silly, joyful songs that I just love so much. Kachivo (laughs) and Way, W-H-E-A-Y, are both songs that are basically just pretending that this made-up word actually has meaning and it's and it's like the most important thing in the world it's it's fantastic we've got howard kramer dragon boy suede he's and he does some stuff on the pie song with hard and firm we've got the sloppy boys i do throw some shade on in this episode but their big screen tv song is fantastic they've got a couple other songs that are really fantastic it's just that a lot of them don't have they don't really have a meaning and so it's hard for me to connect with a song that isn't about anything at all and and we've got don't stop or we'll die you know, got a perm for my camping trip. I mean, I what? What could be better than that? You know, Austin Powers, and Ace Ventura together in one song. Um, she's got titties in all the right places. I mean, these—they're classics. These are these are hits. So, <laughs> I highly recommend bringing some joy into your life with comedy songs if you're not doing it already. In any fucking way, welcome to the show. Okay, so Houston, we have kind of a different sort of episode going on today because when I was looking through all your interests, I was like, I don't know what to ask about. Even though I like coffee as well, it's like, I don't know what to ask about coffee or, you know what I mean? So I was like, we both really like Weird Al. You mentioned Liking a few of his movies, right? And then I went, oh, yeah, just in general. That could be, like, the overall topic for the episode. Yeah. That checks out. Excellent. Okay, great. So, first, I'll start with a little game. and. So because you're a fan of Weird Al, I assume that you want to make parodies yourself. And please don't tell me this isn't <laughs> true. I'm sure it's true, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, have great. Yes. I knew it. So, I was looking for like just like a good list of songs that I could like make you parody. You know, just like just based on the title. You don't have to do a whole the whole <laughs> song. But uh, I went through like the um, top 10 like songs on Billboard of all time or something. It's just like a lot of them. I'm just like, I don't even, I can't imagine what you could come up with for this. So what the list I've decided to use um, is a list of R&B songs that I wrote for Taylor's episode and I was like these are perfect. We're just going to go off of these R&B songs. <laughs> so excellent. So your that's actually how you create a niche for yourself in the parody song market is that you're only going to do R&B songs. It, yeah, it's not, it, that would be a natural natural, you know, thing for me to do. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Okay, so the first song is Usher's Nice and Slow.
0: Nice and Slow. Um, nice and Slow. Oh, uh, you got Rice? Nope. And uh, mm. uh, Rice and uh, oh. Slaw. Okay. Mm. Wait, lice and something. I'm thinking uh, maybe this is a parody mm. about uh, sending your child to school and they come home with diseases.
1: Um, That's good
0: okay but i don't i don't know i don't have the rhyme for slow lice uh, uh yeah maybe some kind of lice treatment that
1: ends in O. am not sure uh
0: thankfully oh, I don't have to okay
1: yeah i only yeah. know rid so i don't i think RID is the... <laughs> i
0: don't i don't think you're supposed to put that on children's heads. um okay um,
1: maybe not red what's the uh oh
0: i was thinking of Lysin? raid no RID. i think you're th- <laughs> thinking right. i was thinking of raid and i was imagining just spraying
1: your child with wasp spray and that you shouldn't do that um Uh, that could work too (laughs) honestly let's do whatever we need to kill something
2: um
1: yeah i you know lice is slow maybe that's true maybe lice ain't snow you know i i don't know
0: okay no i don't know lice ain't snow i think that's um i don't know why that feels like it would be to the tune of like a taylor swift song but it
1: does um, okay, well, so you're this is interesting. So for your parody oh you're, yeah,
0: sorry.
1: This was, you're yeah. gonna parody an usher song, but you're gonna also then make it a Taylor Swift song because now that is original That's an original <laughs> idea <laughs> you like double parody that's good yeah. well, he does, <laughs> this he, usher he, song he, to the style <laughs> of Taylor I'm Swift way. like I'm trying to envision. <laughs>
0: That well, that that has to be her next her, her next stage, right? Because like she went from you know I guess country adjacent country, to like rock to,
2: yeah.
0: You know, as she ages, I think she'll just
1: you know take over R and
0: B. Uh,
1: Absolutely. No, I think people would really like that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, she always ha- sure She already has that rap part in uh, that haters gonna hate song, the Shake It Off song, where it's like. All the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats of the world. My best friend by his new girlfriend. He's like, oh, my. I mean, so she's she's there. She's so close to she's just, being. She's waiting
0: for this push, yeah. Uh,
1: yes, exactly. This will do it. She'll be like, holy <laughs> shit. Okay. The next one is Brandy and Monica's famous duo, uh, the duet, The Boy Is Mine.
0: Oh, okay. Um... uh, this, this, this is maybe, uh, older. We're going back to like the James Brown era, uh, uh, living with a hernia. Um, and so the soy, so we're going food is, is what I was thinking, but the soy is, the soy is brine. Maybe it is, I don't know if that's culinarily accurate. Um,
1: the soy is thine. Like maybe it's got like some sort of medieval uh I don't know, a time when they would have said the word thine. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. Um So yeah, we're getting into like whatever like medieval folk music R and B, which again is a, a uh <laughs> <Right. laughs>
1: Um <laughs> That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a niche within a niche to just cozy your way in there, so that you can really make a name for yourself.
0: Maybe, but maybe the, uh, well, the boy is mine. But again, the soy is mine, and is that like your the soy you're is mine
1: a- could be good. <gasps> yes, your roommate situation. Ooh, yeah, they're drinking your soy milk all the time, <laughs> and it's become a it's a point of contention. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. We've Thanks. got it. That
0: one's, yeah. This
1: one, yeah. honestly, maybe we should make a song. We should turn this into an episode of uh, what's that podcast that used to have Demi Adidjuie uh, eBay, oh. where they punch up the jam. Where yeah. Yeah. at the at the end you'd actually hear the parody version or or whatever. That that I think that we're gonna need to do that with the Soyas line. I mean, great. I know that you've actually
0: recorded something, but like if, if I could sing, I think that would guarantee that nobody would ever listen to it.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? People like all kinds of voices. I don't know what your singing voice is like, but you know, there's the classic, the Bob Dylan, the, you know, uh, Connor Oberst, even his voice isn't always so great, but he's out yeah. there, you know? Yeah,
0: and and, you know, a lot of people just say like, you know, all you gotta do is have confidence and that's really one of the core issues, so, you know.
1: Okay, so you're gonna be (laughs) a very shy performer, maybe like the Wizard of Oz sort of thing, you're hidden behind a curtain, don't look at me. Right, yeah. (laughs) I uh, like that.
0: Like that Lonely Island song, Shy Ronnie, uh, except for he never Mm -hmm. actually speaks up, like he's always just kind of like, (laughs) you know, terrified and, and, and muffled.
1: Okay, I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. <laughs> okay, the next one, "I'll Make Love to You" by Boys to Men.
0: Do we know that this one hasn't been done? Because almost, I don't. Does he
1: have? Oh, it, I'm sure it has by someone. Okay. I did Weird out Al- Oh no, I was thinking, I don't know. I don't
0: think so. But that's. But it feels like if he didn't do Boy, uh, Boys to Men, that's a missed opportunity. Oh uh, i'll make yeah um, uh, I'll make pumpkin stew again i i i i think mm. having't watched the movie recently i'm I'm thinking back to a lot of the food based ones um but maybe I this do is how you-
1: like that yeah. Especially for like the holidays where it's like you're going to maybe a potluck or something at your family's and you're like, I'll make pumpkin stew. And it's like, and you go into what everybody else is going to make. Aunt Linda's going to make the, you know, the turkey and, you know, my mom's going to make stuffing. I'll make pumpkin stew. I love it.
0: You did yeah and he doesn't want to he wanted to do all the other things that were t- oh. so he's working down the list of. Like, <laughs> you
1: know. so it's a resentful it it's like death. fine i right. i love it because that's like a whole backstory <laughs> that's that's creating depth i love that oh my god okay we are like i think we're creating an album accidentally know, I'm like these yeah, yeah. are these are amazing okay wow <laughs> Wow. Um, the next one is Tevin Campbell's Can We Talk? Do you know this one? First of all, it doesn't matter, really. You're just saying what the three words could be. But just curious.
0: I I think I do. I think, you know, I have a, a massive, uh, like, pop culture uh, blind spot for, for decades. But anything that came out when I was in high school, uh, I heard. Mm. And so I think... Like I, I couldn't even pretend to to guess what the what the sounded like. But if I heard it, I'd be like, because I know. I mean, Tevin Campbell was Of course, was great when I was yes. In high so, so okay. So yes yeah. and no. <laughs> um,
1: okay, well, I'm, I'll give I'm you a little because you will probably know it. It's the okay. Can we talk for a minute, girl? Yep. I want. To. Yeah, great, okay, great. Cool. Okay, so okay. what are we uh, doing? okay this is
0: so one i'm trying to challenge myself to go outside of food and two this is maybe, okay
1: that is tough
0: <laughs> maybe a little bit of a stretch but uh in a but cryptid walk is what i'm thinking of and this would be about the various movements of uh cryptids. So you got like Bigfoot, Mothman, uh, may maybe an oh. alien. I don't know if you're familiar with uh oh what's the one? Um Oh god, uh the, the actual name. But it's one where he does like three different short stories within like sometimes he'll do like uh each verse is like a, a small self contained story. And so each one oh. of those would be you'd pick a different cryptid for each uh,
1: That's amazing. <laughs> So that's okay. That's going to be one that you really put your heart and soul into writing. And it's just like mm-hmm. a labor of love. And then yeah. only a few people really oh, listen to that one or right. It is it is deeply <laughs> alienating. It is not. Um,
0: it is. Cause the one I'm thinking of, like it, it, it ends up like with like a weird incest storyline is like the second one. Um Okay. It, it's a period of uh, complicated I think whoever sings the song "Complicated."
1: Uh, oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. Avril yeah. Lavigne. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Isn't there? Is that the one where there's a beheading on the freeway? Is one yeah. of the? Uh, okay. I believe it's a
0: roller coaster. Yeah, it is. Uh,
1: oh, roller coaster. roller coaster. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. no, Yeah. So the first one is uh, uh, he eats too much cheese pizza because he has a party and nobody comes, so he gets really constipated, and then the second one is. <laughs> He, uh, in the second verse is he deeply loves this this uh this person, and then they, you know, uh, get naked at some point, and they she has the family crest on her thigh, and then um yeah oh the last God. one is a roller coaster decapitation.
1: Okay, so there's okay <laughs> decapitated. So what's the incesty one? What's the word that's like complicated? Related related okay related great i like that i think that's the perfect way to parody complicated and i think cryptid walk is perfect for can we talk (laughs) okay you're nailing this okay the next one is mariah carey's we belong together okay Mm-hmm. And you may not know the song. I feel like maybe this came out a little too late. You may have already been in Africa or something. Totally checks out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> <that>
0: is, <laughs> I'm trying to. I, that's, yeah, that's where most of my blind spots come. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Um, can we oh, sorry. Wait, what was what the name again?
1: We belong together.
0: We belong together. Um. I don't know. I, I wonder if... is it, Would this be one where he doesn't actually change the name of the song? But oh. instead, of like, instead of two people, he's... You know, you could do the Oreo. You could do peanut butter and jelly. You could do... Um, yeah.
1: You could, you do, could like- do like Cersei and Jaime Lannister. Like, a, since we talked about incest <laughs> a moment ago. You know, <laughs> right. that could be... Yeah.
0: I oh, will, and, and then um, my, my, brain, my brain was briefly going towards like uh, a duet song <laughs> that's from uh, it would be a little slightly dated by the time it comes out, but from like Donald Trump to Kim, Kim Jong Il, and so like it would be like, their views, oh, perspectives, because yeah. they had that like they shared like letters and things like that, and they developed like that, sure. and it would probably be like one of his problem like slightly problematic songs, you know, like I- <laughs> he's, a- he's a good person, but sometimes he like get stuff in there. And you're like, "Oof, that didn't, that didn't age great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't lean so hard on the political next time out. Yeah. You've got to oh, have something like might- that yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You got you to gotta push the envelope. You know?
1: Yeah. You've got to, you've got to try at least. I do like that. And I like, especially that it is, it is a little, it's a couple years late for that. So yeah. I do think that's like pretty good. It's a couple <laughs> years late for We Belong Together. You know what I mean? I'll, so it's perfect and there's right. no. <laughs> well,
0: so now my my brain's going a different way, which would be because he does have like a, a long history of like stalker adjacent songs. And so We Belong Together, but, but oh. going a little more uncomfortable also would. Uh,
1: yes. Okay, I like that because you know what? I have been watching that Netflix show, "I Am a Stalker," so I could get we could get some material from that show. I think.
0: Well, and and it's more current. It's a little more timeless, unfortunately. Yeah,
3: definitely. (laughs) Talking about the benefits of stalking.
1: It's it's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Invasion of privacy never gets old, like except for the people living like,
1: you know, there. It's, it's hard to find a hobby that you know, like <laughs> that's gonna satisfy all the time. But I feel like following around someone you're really into, right. like that's that never gets old. No, well, yeah, that's different perfect. ones.
0: It's it's just like you have a series of hobbies. Um but then that's a lot of hobbies. Right. So, yeah.
1: Of course. Sometimes you're killing small animals. Sometimes you're stalking a lady. You know, there's, (laughs) uh, you, you're, you've got a wide array of things to do.
0: But like, you know, like wintertime, not as many animals out. So you gotta like, you gotta find something to,
1: um, keep you busy. Right. Totally. Can I tell you something that. That happens and I'm a stalker. Just, I, this is like going Please. off, but I do, it, it's so unusual. So one of the stories, these people are dating. The woman has a son. And so he's just like stepdad kind of. And he's talking about, oh, you know, he was a great kid. And you kind of go, wait a minute. Did you say was? <laughs> what? Oh. What's happening? So what ends up happening he says him and the kid are on a tractor or something and he's like the kid fell off and i didn't notice and i ran him over and this is not this is when they're supposedly like in love this is before the stocking this is pre-stocking oh this is just like flavor this is just – this is the beginning, I think, of their relationship kind of falling apart. This is the beginning of him, like, yeah. explaining explaining why he has a drug problem maybe later okay, and yeah. things like that. But it's – they are not um, emotional about it when they talk about it. So, like, him, the stalker, and the mom oh. are both kind of like, this happened and it was horrible. But it's like – I don't know. I get the feeling, like, they're lying, it just feels strange it just doesn't add up when you watch it you know because that would just be such a horrifying thing i mean i'm sure it's been a decade or something since it happened but i don't
2: know
0: if you so true crime is was also up there you know um and Mm -hmm. and that's one of those things that fascinates me right like like is not just what happened like sometimes it's like the um the details are sad and difficult to listen to, but the human reaction to these things, I think is, is yeah. possibly something that you find fascinating as well. Is, is there like, you know, are they just okay with it? Are they, um, are they, have they just buried their feelings? Cause that's the only way they can cope. Like what,
1: Yeah. that is, that is,
0: oh. Cause like when I talk about my own trauma and and experiences and stuff like that, like it's, it oftentimes is like raw and emotional, like right underneath the surface. Like I can't imagine sitting down for a camera and being like, well, and then he tripped and and one thing led to another. And
2: uh, you know,
1: right. And actually now that you say that it's like, I am definitely more of like a numbing sort of person. So I could see saying something in a like way, but just like, I don't know the specifics of that. I don't know that you would ever get to the point where it's not the absolute worst thing in the world to even remember happened at all. You know what I mean? Like I could see numbing to certain things, but that, I don't know. I don't know that you even could. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, but then there's also like the dynamic of, um, they are on a reality show about stalking, so obviously like they've just piled like layers of trauma on top of this, so it's like, boy, this True. was bad, but holy, holy cow, just you wait to see what happened to the cat or whatever you know it's like, okay. <laughs> like
1: and once know. once he is stalking her, he does at one point threaten to flush the sun's ashes down the toilet, and then I believe he actually does. Um oh, So oh. it's oh. you know it gets it gets yeah. beyond. Um Can I tell you one of my other favorite stories from a true crime yeah, show? But yes, but also <laughs> hold on, <laughs> you're re- not ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> not no, not um, oh boy,
0: you just, you just threw a lot out there. Dude. So so that explains uh, a lot why the tractor wasn't the most. And so he was described running over the child with the the tractor, but then got to the point that like, I apologize for phrasing this way. Finishing the job like wasn't enough. Like there that there's there's an accident to the tractor. Well, hopefully an accident part to the tractor thing, but like that, um, flashing that is. That is a really specific, and, and forever hurt more, almost more so than death, right? Like because then it's like, wow, wow. What, so this is on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yep. Yeah, next story. That one's wow. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> wait, have you seen I Am a Killer on Netflix?
0: Probably. I think I've started it. Okay. I think sometimes these shows either make me sad or i've just heard a lot of the stories before and so i get disinterested so i can't remember which okay. is that the one where they just talk to like not famous murderers and they just kind of yeah like go through it? yes i've seen i've seen bits of that
1: for sure okay yeah i really love that one and and i'm a stalker is pretty good too except I don't know if you felt this way, but when I watched I'm a Killer, at first I'd be like, this fucking son of a bitch. Because they would always like (laughs) say the terrible thing they did first and kind of (laughs) present them in a certain way. And then over the course of the episode, almost always you would go, oh gosh, like I kind of understand this person's story. I understand why it happened. Sometimes they were victimized or traumatized or it was an accident or like just a weird. So they weren't all, like, monsters by the end. But the I Am A Stalker one is not that way. Pretty much the whole time you're like, yeah, this person fucking sucks. It just, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't – you don't see them in a different light. It's very interesting.
3: I mean, I guess that's good because, like, you can –
0: Maybe it's easier to kill somebody than stalk them. I don't know if this is true. Like, obviously like there are different layers, but there's like, you can yeah. like lose it and, and do something you can't take back. Right. But like to stalk somebody yeah. just, it takes a lot of effort and yeah, like a lot of effort, like more so, not that, not that I like want to commit lots of invasive crimes <laughs> and things like that. But that one, like, I don't even know if I just have the bandwidth to like commit to that. Yeah, and well,
1: right, (laughs) (laughs) you have to hold on to your um, your anger, your need for control, your obsession, your jealousy like for so long for like years, often to the way that these stalkers are. So, I think it's just like a certain personality type is gonna do that because there's also the guys that are controlling and jealous and like killed their girlfriend's dog or something like that. but And that is also awful. But I bet those people are even like a little bit different than the long-term stalkers. You know, like they're mad because the girl just broke up with them, but they're not necessarily going to be writing her letters in 10 years from jail going like, you know what I mean? Like that's just a different, you've got a weird thing going on. Yeah.
0: No, I just, I don't, uh, I don't think I have commitment issues, but I, I, I I can't commit to almost a (laughs) life that hard.
1: (laughs) I think it sounds fun myself, but, um, but I (sighs) wouldn't do it. I want to, my heart wants to, but I don't want to get in trouble or anything. But for There's me, I have way. a hard time yeah. with hobbies. When people say like hiking, right. I'm like yuck. That sounds bad. When you say following someone home from work, watching them outside of their window, like making sure they don't see you, I'm like yes. Like that sounds yeah. great to me.
0: Right, and they're they're both <laughs> walking adjacent activities, but it's like you know. One but it's a, a totally
1: focus. different mindset. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it seems like I'm joking. I'm actually not even joking. But, like, if I could do that, if that, if there was a way for that to be socially acceptable where, and, you're, and legal, I would absolutely do that. Like, maybe one of those things where they have, like, a bunch of people in the city of New York or whatever, like, playing tag or something. There's been, like, these mm-hmm. weird things where, like, at any point someone could tag you. So it's, like, this... Uh, you always have to be on guard. Like, I feel like if people signed up, like, to be stalked, and then I'm going to be looking for you, so you're like, oh, my gosh, I really have to hide, because they're, you know what I mean? Like, they have to be on board with it, and it's a game. Then then I would do it.
0: Okay, so it feels like what you want to play is hide-and-seek.
1: Yeah, a very elaborate game of (laughs) hide-and-seek, but...
0: (laughs) But yeah I don't like want someone like chasing like, me could you, could you, yeah right oh because listen we're adults we don't need to run like that's fine yeah I'm
1: not gonna sign up to be stalked I'm gonna sign up to be the stalker that's the oh, difference 100%. for yeah, me yeah, yeah. there's some people who are gonna want to be stalked and that's okay <laughs>
0: it's true but so but you would want consent so it, it's not uh yeah. it's not a violation it's more of just like a right a, a praxis for you okay yes No, that makes sense. That's probably the healthiest way to approach this. (laughs) Because I I didn't think think you were joking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good.
0: It sounds like I'm joking. I was like, I mean, it does because we're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) You you brought it up, so I think you're very serious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think if you could take all the steps before murder that would be so fun like breaking into someone's house like getting to know their routines like seeing um where you can hide in their house just like sneaking in when they're not home to just get a lay of the land but that you know like just it's a months long stocking thing like where you could kill them it ends with you being at the foot of their bed and then they wake up and they go oh you got me and i go you son of a bitch oh. and it's just that's <laughs> the end of the game and it, we start over i get a new victim but,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> so i mean you, you have picked like the, probably the two serial killers that i think bother me the most uh not the <laughs> contest but would be like richard ramirez and btk <laughs> <laughs> But with, like, a playful twist. Which is, yeah, you know, right. I'm to watch you sleep. But I'm just going to tickle your toes. <laughs> oh, may, maybe just kill me at that point. I don't know. That's, uh...
1: <laughs> but if you signed up for it, you signed up 100%, 100%. for it, then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's great. So, wait, Richard I, Ramirez is one of your faves? No, no not faves. Um, this is
0: like... <laughs> in t- in terms of like so it's so one again i'm mildly obsessed with this stuff and uh okay be- because it because it's challenging for me i'm like probably emotional to a fault right and so like when i come mm. across like these people that are that are very uh committed to a craft that i cannot um you know conceive of like they they fascinate me and so like richard ramirez and like how he would hide and wait and and was like the, the violation of space was like a big part of it, and, and I believe BTK mm-hmm. was that way too. Like, did, like the the lead up was almost as important as the uh, is, as the murdering people uh, element of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and so, like, they they are ones that like elicit some of the most visceral reactions from. It. Like, they they unnerved me the most. It's all bad, right? Like, don't, I don't want to get turned into a lamp either.
1: But like, right. I really
0: don't want you in my closet. I think is what I'm. <laughs> maybe
1: yeah, it's there's this yeah this closeness this mm-hmm. intimacy to their attacks. That's like yeah, that's. That's so true. I not I was never like that into Richard Ramirez. Um, but then I watched um that American horror story that's like set in the eighties, I forget what it's called, mm-hmm. 1987 or something like that. And um they have a Richard Ramirez character and nice. they reveal a lot of things about him that I was like, Is that true? Like I, I mean it was crazy <laughs> stuff. And then when I like so I looked at his Wikipedia page, of course, and I was like, "Oh yeah, huh? Wow!" Oh. Like <laughs> his, um, I guess he maybe like psychosis sort of stuff. Um, and I want to say he's the one that he was a little kid and he had like an uncle show him like graphic photos of people he'd killed in war or something. Oh boy. Yeah, it just sounded like wow. just incredibly dysfunctional, and then, yeah, just a very unique uh, type of killer, you know.
3: Yeah, no, he is,
0: he's he was challenging um, that. What a what a weird thing to be shown, right? Like, not that necessarily like his his uncle doing that. You know, is like, well, now I got to kill everybody. But it's like, what a weird thing to be a normal part of your childhood is something I also can't like connect with because nobody did that when I was a kid. It took later in life for people to show me a lot of horrible things.
1: Yeah. So it's like how, and then what sort of family are you growing up in where that's going to happen? Like, you're like, is, are there littler symptoms of that throughout your whole childhood you know that yeah. don't stand out as much but it's like yeah well it led to this uncle because i don't think it was like i want to say it was not just like normal people like he killed in war it was like oh then there was this lady i like raped and murdered because she lived in the right. village or something like i want to say it was like very very disturbing
0: well i mean the fact that he was thinking like war's not great you know and i think a lot of that's not right it controversial but when when it comes to the point of like documenting your, your progress, uh, documenting these things and yeah. remembering them that, that kind of was like, well, like we just kind of paid for him to be a serial killer and, uh, yes. and then, you know, it's the family business at that point. Like my aunt traveled a lot and would come home and show us slides and all this stuff. And it was great. Never bodies. And okay. so like, that's a Never different
1: bodies. okay. Yeah. Not even one.
0: I mean, uh, not that I, not that I can recall. Now, now okay she, like, so she you might have reach.
1: blocked it out we're not totally letting 100%. her off the hook
0: <laughs> boy that would be an interesting interesting swing I yeah, I don't I don't see her as a as a serial killer, but she has traveled a lot. So, you know, I can't can't.
1: That why that. would someone travel or have a job that involves travel if it's not to like cover their tracks and not be spotted by the police? You know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. So, I feel like you need to look a little closer at your aunt. Sometimes it's hard to admit these things to ourselves when it's, you know, yeah. a loved one, but I mean, that's that's not looking good,
0: guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow, yeah. I never, never thought you'd do that. So, well, I need
1: to hear so much more from the families. Did you know that BTK's daughter wrote a book? I'm Yes, but I have not read it, but yes. Same. I bought it like years ago and I'm like, yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to read it. But I think <laughs> I do want to because it is so strange sometimes when the – these people say oh they were like totally normal i'm like i have a very hard time believing that if you were really present in their life that you would think they were totally normal but i mean i don't i don't know maybe maybe that's true but when some of them are very good so you know a,
0: a big difference in in i think richard ramirez and btk is is that like um Richard Ramirez was like very comfortable in his own skin and possibly other people's Mm -hmm. skin uh, in the way that he (laughs) lived in the world, and BTK like created those like barriers, right? Like it's like some people Mm -hmm. are like you know they do a similar thing. It's like oh I'm not at work and I'm gonna like you know have fun and party and do all this stuff, but at work they're very serious, and so they have those like Mm -hmm. very like disparate personalities. And and I think the gist of her book, right, was like kind of he was a normal, boring dad, Um, and then really also like to just murder lots of people and and wow and again with that kind of whole intentionality of separation of your persona um i'm just i'm not yeah. that intentional and so that seems seems like a lot of work yeah um, and i'm not so, you know what, that's that, not what i'm getting at I
1: <laughs> that does make that. <laughs> sense that does make sense though that part of your whole thing is being very aware of what you need to do to hide in different situations so when Mm -hmm. you are with your family or you're at work the way that you get away with murder is by being like hey like we're having a good time like on season one of Dexter um, I think it's episode 1 really. They introduce him like bringing donuts to everybody at work and being really mm-hmm. friendly and everybody knows him and they love him and he's like I could not give a fuck about these people, but like this is what you have to do to have them just like trust you and, you know, seem like you're just a normal person. So I guess I could see that. I I sometimes feel like I do that in my own way at work like to try to ingratiate myself amongst the staff by pretending i'm more interested in staff activities than i am and you know
0: (laughs) but that that only becomes an issue with a body count right like that these are are what what you've described (laughs) is like a normal human experience it's if it was like then the next holiday party everyone died because you poisoned them that's where you
1: cross (laughs) some line that's true okay thank you for normalizing my behaviors and you know what in a way that helps normalize the serial killers behaviors it's like look the killing part is bad but the part where you're like with your family and you're faking it a little that's just human
0: bud yeah it's like why'd you have to make it weird why right. like you know why why is the basement full of young boys? It's like well, all right, you were a clown, <laughs> right. you were like a you know whatever it's like yeah, like you you just took it a notch that you didn't need to, so.
1: yeah mm-hmm. but that's also the, probably where the fun came in, you know yeah so I, that, get it. I, I
0: think that is the core issue is not not the faking part it's the it's the murder is yeah. where it, it's, it's the
1: yeah, but I think it's kinda of like telling a serial killer to not kill it's it's like you're taking their toy away from them you know what i mean it's like telling a kid like we're going to the store but you can't pick anything out it's just like well then why the fuck am i here
0: you know so yeah i mean this is a very binary way of thinking and and as a person with a young child i'm like well sometimes you don't need toys and i said maybe sometimes you didn't need to murder that much. and then maybe sometimes you did and and that wow more problematic. You felt wow. Like that. I'm trying to like
1: explain. see. I don't think a serial killer would would like this at all. I have you seen the patient <laughs> on Hulu? Uh,
0: it's where Steve
1: Carell is the therapist to a serial killer.
0: I've seen I've seen these commercials, but yeah, it looks like it would freak me out. I'm a, I'm a big big one. okay. It, it looks very because the the what's weird is I can talk about this stuff that happened in reality. But when it's pretend, I'm like, ooh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: funny. But anyway,
0: go ahead. So that guy's a serial killer,
2: right?
1: Yes. So when he tells Steve Carell, like, I want to kill this guy because he was rude to me, Steve Carell is Mm -hmm. like, uh, what? That's crazy. Whereas, like, I'm watching and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) like, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Let's start from you absolutely should, and then see if there's a way we can come back to like, but is that good for your life? You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's I feel like decision making <laughs> trees are important. It's like, okay, you feel like you want to, like, you want first.
0: great, but did you? And again, that's like that's separating Right, that's those really where it, them. yeah. No, I would yeah. um, I, I would be murdered, I think, pretty easily because I think, <laughs> I, would, I, think I would frustrate um, uh, most any serial killer.
1: Okay, and is that your plan? If you're ever, like, in the presence of a serial killer, they want to kill you, is your plan to just frustrate them? Well, it sounds like that's not good because that's going to get you killed. But are you in that situation thinking it's inevitable anyway?
0: Um... No, I'm an optimist. I'm, I'm, uh, so I think, okay. I think I would, um, I'm not a fighter, so, like, I know that that would be kind of off the table. Yeah, I would try to, um, oh, talk at him a lot. I would, I, I I think that's my way out Mm. of anything. That's my best, best strategy is just to talk, talk my way out. Whether it works or not, I don't know, but, but yeah.
1: Well, what's the goal with the talking with the serial killer? Like, are you hoping he'll let you go? Like, what are you? Yes.
0: Yeah. That, that Obviously. Yes. I don't want to be murdered. Don't want to be Interesting. But I think, I think I would, um, I think it would be about like both human, humanizing the moment. Maybe this would be my, my thing is like, Hey, okay. listen, like, you know, I don't know what your game plan is. Like, I'm not going to make a great like couch buddy after I'm dead like I'll watch TV with you right now do you want to hang out and watch this like, like going <laughs> like the Jeffrey Dahmer thing and it's like I just don't want to be a carcass on your thing think about the mess it's going to make think about you know um, <laughs> this is not a long-term strategy like I will decompose you'll have to find another one and so like what what if we were just friends I don't know if I could maintain <laughs> that relationship if like the threat of murder was always there so at some point I would break but
1: um you're but, so like, yeah, much like steve would be... krell and the patient wow 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 <laughs> <Okay>. maybe... <laughs> all
0: right maybe, maybe this is where i was like uh no i wrote too much of that show and i, died I don't know if the cannibalism is on the table i just kind of assume uh, it's, all... it's
1: always a possibility. it's always an option yeah you know but... try it out yeah, yeah. you know right. um I don't think that plan is going to work with a serial killer, unfortunately. That could work with any other sort of killer. But if you find like a 30s white male, like any yeah. like white, if, if he's broken into your home, he's looking kind of normal, this is scary, yeah. you're not going to be able to talk your way out of it because they, 100%. they've done this a million times, you know what I mean? So humanizing yeah. yourself, that does not work with a serial killer. They don't, they aren't capable of seeing you that way. But your idea of, like, what are you going to do, like, like making it where you have this curiosity, maybe you mm-hmm. could shift the victim. I mean, I don't know yeah. if that's totally your goal, but you might be able to be like, let's talk about this. Let's get creative. Like, what were what? you planning on doing to me is there right. a way we can make this happen as a team? I can help sure. you with right. your next victim. Like, you might oh, do something okay, like yeah. that. My, Ooh, I've I thought, might, I might you know, in sure pretending. That, yeah. <laughs> well, you can say it. You don't have oh, to follow right. okay. through. Oh. It's like, let's go to lunch. Right. No, totally. It's that right. sort of thing. But with a serial killer, it's like, let's kill yeah. is, the person. Is, 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 is this like, you know.
0: Are you like is there an un- unresolved like issue around like making crafts? Like I, I keep going back to Ed Gein, but like, right. you know, is it, do we just need to go to Michael's? Like that's totally fine. We can do that. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. But,
0: but actually as, as you were talking, I was thinking, and I'll, I'll, I'll answer this question and ask you the same one <laughs> okay. a soft format, but it's, um, I, uh, I was thinking what type of serial killer would I most likely be a victim of? And I think I would be, I don't think i'm interesting enough for a normal one or, or or for like a uh like a methodical one but a spree killer 100 mm-hmm. percent, like that's like oh wrong place wrong oh, time Oh, i
1: see that's that
0: so yeah. what what do you think what would be your most likely like serial killer encounter
1: well um first of all i want to say i do think you would be a perfect victim for so many serial killers so like don't sell yourself short we okay. had one recently in Stockton who was just approaching males that were walking alone at night and mm-hmm. he was just shooting them in the head, which to me is 0% fun. I don't get why you would do that. Those sorts of killers, like the Son of Sam stuff, I'm like, what are you getting out of this? It just doesn't seem satisfying at all. And I assume yeah. they're going to escalate eventually because mm-hmm. how? It's just that's just not fun. But I think I, you'd have been a perfect victim for that killer. 100%. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I actually, what's, what's, what's funny is that my, my brain is weird enough that wine, like whenever things happen around my friends, I, I like to reach out to them to make sure they're okay. And when I okay. saw that there was a serial killer in Stockton, I was very concerned <laughs> for you. And then I started to see the profile thing. This was in minutes. This, this happened. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, there's a killer. And then they showed like all these, you know, older like dudes and I oh, she's fine.
3: Uh, and so yeah, like, and that was a relief
1: because <laughs> I work directly next to a train track. Like, it is oh, right geez. there. Yeah. Like, there's my parking lot, and like, and then it's right there. Yeah. So, and then I would learned later, because they don't release where people were killed, but one of my coworkers said, oh, yeah, like, the first victim was killed by that train track, like, right oh, by us. Yeah. So, he's not coming back, probably. You know what I mean? So, that was the right. good thing there. But also, yeah, yeah. just not being male, not... Really being out at night. I think he was mostly wanting to kill people at night. Like, I'm not going to be walking alone at night down there. So I felt like I probably wasn't going to be killed by this guy. But I also thought his current style is so boring that he's bound to, like, do something more interesting soon. So Mm. he might start breaking into people's houses or murdering couples or something because, you know, he's really just testing the waters to see if he can get away with, with it, you know? Right. And that so. yeah,
0: that, that like weird commitment to type is also strange, right? Like if it's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's like two people, like you're walking on one side of the street and then it's like, well, no, I want to kill this one. It's like, well, but, but why, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It is, like, it you, is
1: interesting.
0: Do you get like, it's the same thing. Like you're trying to order food. And it's like, I kind of want this sandwich, but like, you know, this this rice bowl looks good too and so it's like decision paralysis do you end up not killing somebody that night like what's
1: yeah, I, I i think I think they're pretty clear on what they want. I think if we're going to compare it to food, it's like I'm pretty clear on what I want usually. it's There's not much of an in-between. Okay. So, and it's usually going to be the same thing. You know when you go to a restaurant, I, I hate this when the server's like, try something different. Oh, you always get that. Get something different. I'm like, can you butt the fuck out of my life? Like, uh, this is what I like. And, what? you know, I stick to what? a routine. That's that's one way I'd be very easy to murder. So I I might have that, like, neighbor person who murders me. Like, I remember seeing this, um, this story when I was really young about a lady who... Okay, the neighbor asked to borrow tea. Mm-hmm. So, and she was an old woman. And she ended up dying from the tea, which is how... The woman who lent her the tea eventually realized that her husband, I think, was slowly poisoning her by like putting a little bit of poison in each tea bag. Wow. I feel like that I would probably be murdered by like a partner like somebody like that yeah. because of my routine. They would just okay, well, you do this every day, so that's why I'm gonna murder you, you know, oh, yeah
0: men poisoners is rare that's that that's an interesting
1: that's just a and i thing. might i might be wrong that it was the husband i don't fully remember the oh, that's a, cast not, of I'm not, characters
0: i'm not challenging your 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 memory that's but that would be that would be interesting because typically uh yeah female serial killers women like to, to poison more. yeah yeah, and and again, it's just preferences, but like you know, where it's well, but like, this is not, not to... this is
1: not a serial killer situation, though. This, this is, is right. a just you know. Right. So I guess that is okay. different. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. I do need to think a little differently because um, I do have to share a funny story, though. That Jackie Cation, the comedian Jackie Cation, said that her mm-hmm. uncle tried to kill her aunt with poison. He put like some sort of poison in like a bottle of soda. And then he was like, oh my gosh, is she gonna be able to tell that I'm trying to poison her? So he tried it a little bit to see if he could taste the poison. And he died. <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs>
2: Death
0: isn't usually funny, but that is very, very funny. That's
1: very Because funny. like how
0: dumb... <laughs> I mean, the question is, well, you're that dumb. Like, you don't have to ask how dumb a person is, but
2: it's
1: like... You, <laughs> he didn't you know, know how it much poison. it took to kill a person, I guess. Yeah. He's like, I yeah, I'm a little yeah, sick okay. of poison. Okay. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> do some research on it. <laughs> but I know, I know how to do it basically, right? Like, you
0: get, you
1: get, yeah. You. Maybe this was pre-Google. I don't know. Maybe this was like the 80s. That would be hard, but just go to the library. Do Do some research. You know, it's inconvenient, yeah. but you got to know.
0: And again oh is that effort, right? Like if if you're gonna do something, yeah. do it well. And so like when you half-ass stuff, like you just you embarrass yourself, and sometimes you you drink your own poison. Um, yeah. But I think one totally. of I actually as you I was thinking too about like why I think I'm gonna be like a, uh, a spree like a victim of a spree crime, and I think it's because I've been adjacent mm. to a handful of them, and that was oh was, wow. Uh, so I grew up in Atlanta, um, and so I was. I had intended to go to the Olympic park the night of that bombing. Um, and then we're like, Oh, it's like, and we would have shown up like, had we gone? And then, so it was like one of those like near misses. I think my life is full. Of near wow. Misses. Um, and then another one was, I think two Christmases ago, uh, out here in Colorado, there was, uh, some guy that like started, uh, murdering a bunch of tattoo artists and ended up, um, uh, at, um, this shopping area, not too far away from where we live. And actually I took my uh, son and my girlfriend out to look at Christmas lights and we ended up sheltering in place for like two and a half hours because he had uh, just shown up and, you know, shot up a a, a bunch of things. And so it was, so I've been adjacent to enough weirdness that I'm like, no, that's, I have a, like, I don't know, this weird, weird feeling of like, someday, like maybe I'll be close enough to some weirdness. And and I don't want to be like, it's not, uh, but it's, it's in the back of my head.
1: It feels like, I mean, not to be super internet-y, but it feels like a Final Destination thing. Like, the the universe is like, okay, now we got him. And then you just narrowly slip away, and they're like, oh, my fucking God. Okay, let's set up some other spree-killing thing, and hopefully he'll follow through with the plan. (laughs) You know? I
0: mean, yeah. But it's like, when I'm like, 85 feel like a good time to be like oh boy he was he was just the nicest guy like he he liked yes. going there for his donuts and then and that was his last donut so
1: yeah and that's exactly what I think for me too I think if I'm a victim of a serial killer it will be it'll be when I'm really old where like you read about it and you go this guy like brutally raped and murdered this like 80 year old woman and you're like okay like it's just so really that just yeah. seems so fucked and that's probably my destiny you know
0: and like is does that frustrate you like because it's like at by 80 do you want to go out in kind of like a spectacular way or do you just want to like not wake up one morning right like how, right how do you, you
1: know it depends. It depends on how much I want my family to hurt when I'm gone. I'd I want. I'd like to give people some joy, maybe. So if I don't have any family around at that point, then it's like, well, let's give the true crime people something to have fun with. Right. But if I do, if I have, like, children and I feel like they don't appreciate me enough, maybe being brutally murdered is a way for me to, like... Them to be like, oh, my God, I feel so guilty for how I treated my mom. You know what I mean? And kind of forget that I was a terrible bitch or whatever. And just focus on how I was a victim at the end. (laughs) I don't know. But if I have a loving family, (laughs) then it's like, yeah, let me die in the bed. Very, you know. Yeah. And they just be like, well, she was at peace. That sort of thing. Because that is something that I do think is really tragic. is when someone dies in a way that their family can't say – Well, at least they didn't suffer. It's like when you know the person suffered, it's like how the fuck do you then go, well, I guess, you know, like there's really no way to make yourself feel better about it.
0: That was, um, there was one, um, it was about this weird like small town Nebraska murder. Uh, It's on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called, but my girlfriend grew up in Nebraska Mm -hmm. and so she uh, we were watching it. And, like, that was, like, the, it was, like, terrible police work, like, you know, shocking, right? Like, it's, that's never a part of these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, like, they arrested, like, six people, and then eventually, like, they were all exonerated. And there was never, like, a closure, right? And and, and it was the same thing. It was, like, a 70, year old woman that, that, you know, was brutally raped and murdered. And it was just, like, it, there's never going to be a good ending, but then they took the one closure that the family had and they took it away. And then it was like, mm. so, okay. So like now, so like what's justice like where, so it's, it's a really Ugh. complicated thing. It just, is it's just sad. Like, it's just one of those like sad because it was so small. It was so, you know, specific.
1: Um, yeah. Like, so wait, what do you mean when you say they took away the one bit of closure they had?
0: Oh, sorry. So for the family, right? Like this, this idea and we're, I'm going to try not to talk too much about this, but it's like this idea of justice, right? Like, so the, the family, like mm. my grandmother was murdered. And so somebody went to jail. And then when you bring up, it's like, well, what if, what if these people didn't kill my grandmother?
1: And it's like, well, mm. she's still dead. So I
0: want somebody to suffer. I need, somebody has mm. to have a consequence for this action. And when shitty police work and, and things just remain unresolved, like it takes it takes the story they thought they knew and the the a reality that they were living in possibly moves back towards some kind of universal justice but then the family member still just has a dead grandmother and they're just
1: Mm. sad and
0: unresolved in that way
1: i just often feel like with these families that like really want the person to be in jail forever um, cause people do that even with like lighter situations. Like I get if someone's right. like brutally murdered, it's like, yeah, that person should right. definitely, you know, but sometimes it's like an accident and they'll be like fry, fuck it or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. And I just wonder how much does that really help with your healing? Like to know that somebody's suffering for this, does that really make you go, Oh, thank God. Like it doesn't seem like it would yeah. really make you feel better it's
0: it, and maybe if it does then it's like oh you're just still mad right like you don't yeah you've not actually moved through feelings you're just angry and so you need a source for that anger and as long as there's a source for that anger like or a receptacle for that feeling um that (laughs) um i did a research project on people's experience of justice and and yeah it was it was on like petty theft and crime and like you know when people got their stuff back they were cool with it and when they didn't they were uh, like unresolved and it was like so so
2: mm-hmm. that that was kind of the
0: thing is like if there was something to take out your your feelings on or some way to get your stuff back you might have some resolution and can walk away with it but then if not like you're just gonna you know hold that grudge and hold that like resentment and and it doesn't have anywhere to go again like and you know what that's more than i do but like there's probably healthy ways to deal with those feelings and and sometimes you
1: just yeah. stay mad. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to find the healthy way. They really like like the revenge thing, the anger yeah. thing. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Those <laughs> feelings don't feel good when I have them. I just wouldn't <laughs> think it would be. But yeah. I, I would get like if you're thinking of safety or like, you know, this person really cannot be rehabilitated. Like... You know, I get at least feeling some comfort that like they're not going to hurt somebody else. But when it's solely an act of revenge that you're calling Mm -hmm. justice, but it's really like, you know, uh, you're just like someone needs to pay. And it's like what I always think is that there is no justice for any sort of murder or anything, even if the the Mm -hmm. murderer goes to jail is that really yeah. justice? Does that like oh well now everything's evened out. Now we're good. Mm-hmm. Like you got to kill my grandma, I got you in jail. We're even. Like I just yeah. don't there there just is no justice at that point. It just is tragic and that's all right. that's all it is. There's no, yep. nothing that can make your loved one being killed like better at all.
0: Nope. And there's uh there's oh man, one one of the stories that that I will always always think about is is as uh, asking somebody about uh, specific rebel leader, we don't want to, you know, put him on blast right now, but um, mm. <laughs> was asking about how 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 this community would move forward. I said, well, we just want to forgive him, and and that sounds nice, right? Like, and then I said we want to mm. forgive him and just build him a, give him a compound, bring him back in, and uh, let him mm. and his wives, you know, live there, and then so they're a part of our community. And this sounds like a really like utopian, nice way of thinking about it, and then they said, "And then we want to shun him and never talk to him, and then he'll kill himself." And that was their, <laughs> like avenue to justice. And so it was like, you know my, I was like, "Oh okay, okay, that oh hmm, we might disagree on forgiveness, but that that was reconciliation because it was like for for, for our people, we we're so social and we so communal. And what he's done is he's taken away my community, so I want to bring him back into my mm. community and then pull that away from him. So it is very much an eye for an eye, but it sounds, it, on the surface, it sounds infinitely nicer, but then you start to add, ask secondary questions, and all of a sudden it turns out that they're still hurt and they're still really angry, and they want to take it out in a way that makes sense yeah. to them. Um,
1: so. Yeah, but it's like he may not feel the pain of having the community ripped away from him that you expect. And right. then how's that going to feel for you? Is that just like more pain if he actually does great or he hurts your community again before you have a mm-hmm. chance to strip it away from him? So, you know, you yeah. do have to be careful with some of these revenge fantasies. They they don't always work out the way you want.
0: <laughs> oh, they I mean, I can't think of one. I think that's one of my issues with like Taken and all these other things. Like it's just like, I was like, this is not real. This is not like this mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't solve things. Like so again, I'm I'm maybe not like a full pacifist, but I'm pretty close to one because I'm like, yeah, you know, I could. I don't think I can murder people, but it's like if 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 I did that, like I know I'd just feel bad differently. So like.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it would be hard to take as a human who does have feelings and empathy, like even if somebody you know is like an evil serial killer or whatever, done terrible things to people, it would be hard to then do some sort of brutal torture against them because you're like, that's just me then witnessing human pain and I'm not the one that likes that. They're the one that likes that. So you know, it's almost like you're doing the thing they like as a way of, like, getting back right. at them. Because, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not going to make you feel good.
0: Well, and this is, this is this is where I think, going back to your stalking, murderless stalking approach makes a lot of sense. Because it's like, you get, you know, that, I don't know if it's dopamine, but you get that, that, that rush of like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this thing. And, and But then you don't have the bad feeling.
1: About uh, well, I did this, thing. so it's it's keeping yeah, it fresh and true. it's keeping it present. So so true, yeah. So that's okay. I have I have a stand-up thing about the the whole idea that we can't do cruel and unusual punishment, and I was like, look, you know, I get cruel, but why not unusual? And I think that could be the perfect way for these families to seek justice. It's like you are not torturing this person you're not giving them the chair or whatever you're just gonna put like a glade plug-in in in their cell that's like too strong just where the scent and they're sleeping all throughout the day it's just too much it's like let's say it's like apple cider scented and it's just like oof.
0: i was already (laughs) reacting to that apple cider potpourri i I very (laughs) specifically hate that, that 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 smell
3: um perfect
0: Um, yeah, that's, that, yeah, unusual, (laughs) my, my own brain is like, well, when you say unusual, that's just like, you're trying to make a normative statement. So like, why is, why is like running electricity through somebody like normal? And that's fine. But yeah, like,
1: you know, right? um,
0: you know, making it so their nose always tickles, like, is that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: Permanent feather surgery. It's just something's in there. Pepper. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you just
0: always kind of smell like farts for the rest of your life like it's, it's just <laughs> yeah i think you're right i think i think you're onto something is that like unusual doesn't
1: uh yeah it
0: doesn't have to be bad
1: right it but just, that yeah. would be its own form of torture just like a fun yeah. a fun form for you to enjoy you know right
0: like a firing squad or hanging like is you know uh that was unusual at some time right like somebody was like what if we put a rope around them they're like well that's not normal we just drown people right and that's
1: certainly cruel are we sure that's not cruel? (laughs) i mean i don't know guys (laughs) Yeah, that I could really get behind though. I could have a lot of fun coming up with punishments for these killers. You know, I think that could be that could be really great. A thing that's that's strange that they don't do actually when someone is um imprisoned for like a DUI situation, maybe like a drunk driving where like they killed somebody or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is there not a way for them to give them um I'm trying to remember what it's called, Busperone or something, the medication that you take that if you drink alcohol, you will become very sick. And it's what people oh, yeah. take like in rehab so that, you know, like why are – can we not just do that forever? And that's not even like really a punishment necessarily, but it's just like, you know, prevention – like I don't know, I don't well, see why we couldn't e- do it's
0: these it's either things. prevention or it's punishment. Should they they choose to like step yeah. outside those bounds, like true, true. Honestly, I think that that's like I don't know. I guess yeah. I was a Lyft driver here in Colorado for a while, and so I ended up like taking a lot of people that that needed rides and were going through like programs and things like that, and and it was like it just felt like a financially extractive experience instead of like anything that. Like they might be drinking less, but it was more just like life sucked more. Um And so it's like, what, what end do we want? And that's, that's a whole bigger philosophical mm-hmm. thing yeah of justice is that it? it's like, what, and if it's like behavioral correction, that seems, you know, spot on. But if it's, if it's, you know, we just need to sell these ankle bracelets, then that's a different, that's a different right. motivation, right? Like,
1: okay. Like and that a, is a good question.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I can I I I I won't go too deep on that. But that, but I think that is the interesting part, right? Is like what do we yeah. what do we want from this world and what do we want from from this experience? And and maybe a lot of those are unresolved and that's why we just want somebody to suffer because we don't know what we want. And
1: Yeah. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that should be a question in these court <laughs> cases where they go, What are what do we want in this situation? Mm-hmm. What do we want? Do we want to just make sure that the public is safe from this person <laughs> or do we want them to, to change and live a whole different life? Or like, do we want them to, you know, whatever that's, that's really, that's really interesting. Do we want to just sell the ankle bracelets? I look, cause you know what? You gotta get that money. You gotta get Listen, I, that uh, money.
0: I have never been good at that, but that's, you know, yeah getting the money is what i was saying but yeah <laughs> that,
1: <maybe>. yeah <laughs> that's it is it is tricky <laughs> okay uh, and right. this is an abrupt shift we are gonna do one more weird all r and B. I was hoping you song, were coming okay, back okay to just to yeah, get yeah, yeah. us back into it yeah let's let's get us one back, of his back into longer this longer
0: songs um that was you know, this is like, you know, the uh stuck in the drive through and so it just like mm, goes through this wrong yes. of like Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Back, to it, back, to
1: back to the back to the music. Yes, that's the song where okay, then there's forty minutes of talking about serial killers. Right. I yeah, I like that song. It's catchy. It's like I like I like this earlier <laughs> stuff better.
0: It was like when he, when he wasn't just riffing on violent
1: murder. <laughs> I like the soy mine myself. It's just yeah, kind of a you simple, know. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a complicated premise for that song.
1: <laughs> okay, so the last song we're going to do is called Let Me Love You. And this is by Mario.
0: Okay. The, I mean, the problem is we have been talking about uh, serial killers and stalking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah. But like, let's try to get a little more creative than that. Because that's, that is, yeah. It's going to be hard
1: to not be yeah. right there for sure.
0: Um, well, okay. This is uh, also a dated song and is really wrapped up in, in stalking and murder still. But um, I'm thinking about—I uh, don't remember who the prosecutor was, but in the O.J. Simpson trial—and so uh, let me glove you—and so there's there's this debate oh. on if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit type thing because it, forcing him to try it on was a strategic error, and so maybe this is like the lawyers processing through this. No, like we we got to glove him. We got to let me glove you. Like I I want to do this. So that that's
1: yes, that's amazing. Uh, I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I I would have to like I'm thinking about the whole story of it that it's like, OK, so it's the other side. It's not Johnny Cochran. It's the other people. Right. Yeah, Right. And it's from mm-hmm. their perspective of saying this is going to work. This is right. going to be what proves that he did it. Mm-hmm. So let me glove you. And are they saying let me glove you? to oj simpson are they saying it to I think, the yeah, judge I think just, like what's okay
0: yeah i think he said oj this this is a song the whole okay. song is directed at oj uh and, I, okay. and i'm not familiar with this mario song i don't know if there's like a and then i don't know if the second half of the song like it does a foil thing like there's like a first part let me glove you And then the second part is from like OJ Simpson's perspective of like, when he goes and tries to get his like collectibles back. I don't know. Mm. Like when he does his act, Mm. when he does uh, not actual crimes, a proven crimes, (laughs) Uh, a found guilty crimes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm not an OJ, uh, denier, I suppose. I want to want to clarify.
1: Right. Good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but, that could be interesting so it goes beyond the glove part i i also think it could be cool if the song fully just stayed in the trial where it was just that moment and then maybe the aftermath of that moment still within the trial could also be could also work yeah. you know we'd have to we would have to work it around we'd write a couple versions we'd go which one makes sense which one feels right yeah um what I do need to tell you about this Mario song, it does kind of crack me up. There's a part in the song where he says, um, like, uh, like, if I was your man, you would never worry about. Um, uh, 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 oh, it's like, uh, <laughs> what did they say? Like, something that cars, handful of rings. Like, talking about what he'd buy for her. And so he says, handful of rings. Mm-hmm. And, That one, I just always sticks with me because I want to know what he's envisioning. Is he envisioning every finger with a ring, maybe multiple Mm -hmm. rings, you know, very like psychic sort of like look? Or is he thinking like handful of rings, like he just pours rings into her open palm and she's like, (laughs) like, like a kid getting like. You're getting all, or, or someone in Las Vegas winning the jackpot. I guess something right. like that. You know, I
0: yeah. What do we, do we know for sure that this like is a song that he's writing to a woman, or is this like, uh, is he talking to Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, is this like a possibility? That's true like do we not? That's know that's really. true I've
1: never looked at it through that lens but every once in a while you will hear something like that like it's like oh the Barry Manilow song Mandy is actually about his dog and then you go well wait let me give it a re-listen because I wasn't that wasn't on my mind but maybe that <laughs> does add up so I might have to I'll have to go back and re-listen <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, i hope i hope this isn't every now and then i'll I'll say things like this and somebody's like well cool thanks for ruining my favorite song so I, if this was your favorite song and now you only hear sonic i hope it like heightens your, your <laughs> experience of it as opposed to like
2: uh, the tracks but yeah, yeah but no, i love like, like closing yeah. time they're like
0: oh this is about like uh his his baby i was like well that's that's a weird way to talk about it like i mean it's, it's wow. cute, but like okay I, I don't do well with like deep complicated metaphors like my brain just doesn't um yeah, just no. a, like just tell me what you need like don't yeah don't yeah. make me think too hard
1: no that's not mm-mm. so you're not like a stanley kubrick fan it's like i don't they're like oh this is a metaphor for this and this is a reference to this and this it's like no i can't you know what no i can't keep
0: track no I, I'm, I'm i'm like mm-hmm. you you lost me and that's fine. It's it's for other people. It's not for me. But
1: yeah. I'm skeptical simple. of all of it too. When someone puts too much meaning, I go, "Did they mean that?" You know, like when you're taking like a literature class in college and they go, "Every single line like this is this and this is that." And you're like, Are we Uh, sure? Did anybody confirm with the author? Because I think you might be reading into it more than they intended. Because I've never written a thing and been like line by line, these are all metaphors or something. Like, no, no, no. You know? Yeah,
0: I struggled deeply with both uh, reading and writing poetry uh, kind of for these reasons. Mm. And I think I also, I often, often think about this painting I saw in uh, the High Museum in Atlanta. and, And it was somebody that painted I don't know. It's probably like four feet by seven feet, you know, massive canvas, and they painted something on it, and then they painted over it with beige, and then they kind of like scraped it off a little bit, and you could see, you could almost begin to see like probably like a square foot of a picture behind it, and it was called Love, mm. and I was like, does this mean something to the artist, to the creator? <laughs> because <laughs> this is in a museum, and it's wow. I guess art. But that—that's when I realized that a lot of art was just not for me. Like, not like in a bad way. Like, like art stupid. But like, yeah, I'm not gonna try much anymore because like I don't, I can't get there. Yeah. And I'm if if that's your thing and you look at that and it means a lot to you, great. But like I'm. I'm
1: And does it have meaning to the artist, or were they like that? Seems kind of like a cool thing to do. Like what? How? Like really? Should I be spending Mm -hmm. my time trying to figure out the deeper meaning, or is that? Pointless.
0: yeah um yeah it feels pointless but i don't not for yeah. you specifically but like but yeah like, <laughs> did did you do a bad painting and they're like well i gotta deliver something and so like you know here you go
1: yeah and would it have been better if you just hadn't done the beige thing at all if we could have just seen <laughs> the painting would that yeah. have been nicer you know but you're the artist whatever right well yeah, so,
0: so it's up there too uh um mutual friend, uh, Asaja, uh, I went to the um, uh, the Museum of Modern Art in San Francisco, and then there's like a golden toilet or golden like urinal. And um, it was fascinating okay. kind of to look at because because it, like, it was this like avant-garde guy and he was like, you know, you'll take anything by, if it's got my name on it, you'll accept it as art. But if like, I just mm. anonymously send you a golden toilet, um, then you will reject it. But then when you found out it was me, you'll take it back. And so, like, this is actually not too far away from like that's weird animal parody and like social, all this stuff. It was like he's kind of just trolling him, and then they're like, "No, it's art now." And so now there's like a golden urinal because that's art, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Don't Again,
1: and I, I, I feel like that reminds me of that like exit through the gift shop movie too, <laughs> where the guy who's, like, kind of just supposed to be interviewing the artist ends up being like, I can actually do this because I think I get – like, it's almost like he understands what the formula is. And then Mm -hmm. he just does his own version of, like, Banksy slash Andy Warhol just, like, trash. But it's, like, Mm -hmm. very popular because there isn't really always – a deeper meaning there people will kind of take whatever so I think that's really interesting to have an artist be like why is this good art if it's coming for me but not just in general like that's mm-hmm. that's really cool mm-hmm.
0: so I actually liked that piece which is weird enough like I look at Penny I'm like nah and I see a golden toilet that was just kind of like a troll thing from the 1920s or whatever and I'm like that I connect <laughs> with I don't know why I like
2: so.
1: yeah So I want to know, before we get into the Weird Al movies, um, I just want to know, do you like comedy songs in general? Are you a fan of any other comedy music people?
0: Yes. Um, I, yeah, so I guess... (laughs) I don't know if I sought out to love these things or if they just found me or if this is something about me, but uh, I love Metalocalypse. So like Death Clock and that. like it is like brutally funny to me. I love the the cartoon and the show. And then I realized at one point I was just unironically listening to their music and I was like, oh, I think I just kind of like this. Um, And then uh, Nick Lutzko would be another one um, who Hmm. is a, a nice young boy from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, that was like an up and coming, um, kind of like local musician that then started recording, like increasingly deranged songs, uh, from his basement during COVID. Um, and so he wrote, um, uh, a song about going to the RNs the Republican national convention. He wrote uh, a couple songs about spirit Halloween stores. Um, and mm. they just got weirder and weirder. And he also likes to make his own puppets. Um, and when he performs live in concert, he has, like, his band members are wearing, like, puppet garb. It's real weird, but it is okay. really, really entertaining and fun. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I think, like, the weirder and the more deranged things are, like, because, I mean, Weird Al's original songs are are, are very, very strange. Um, and, like, yeah. The Night Santa Went Crazy, like, is uh, hasn't aged well in the, the age of mass shootings. Uh, but mm-hmm. but back when I was a kid, listening to, I was like, ah, oh, it's funny. we murdered everybody, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I have too many reference points for that. <laughs> it's not not as fun. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I like th- I like weird, funny things, and and I think like the older I get, the um, the more like weird, surreal stuff. Like I I, I find myself really enjoy. Um,
1: okay, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I haven't um, really. Um seen much of that. I always see the, like, more just upbeat, like, okay, so Brandon Small made Metalocalypse, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, like, very into home movies and all the songs Mm -hmm. from home movies, which are generally much lighter. Um, So I haven't (laughs) been exposed as much to some of that other stuff, but it sounds really interesting.
0: There's a, I, I, I suppose that there is, like, there's a darkness to con- comedic songs like uh, that I, I don't, know, don't know, like, resonate with, but, like, uh, but that, <laughs> I enjoy more than I should, like uh, Metal Aqualips is one of those <laughs> funny things of like, you know, uh, my kid's like, can I see it? And I'm like, not yet, no, like, because he, he's grown <laughs> up listening to these songs and, and is like, I want to see this. And I was like, I can't even begin to explain to you why that this is a bad idea. Because like mm. it's great, and maybe when you're 18, we'll like hang out and watch it together. But also like some of this stuff, I'm not ready for you to to know about the world, and it um, will bring up more questions, I think, than answers. Um, and okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So I don't I don't know what attracts me to kind of the darkness and things. Right? But I enjoy that. So what sort from, like, of a way.
1: okay. So what sort of stuff would be on Metalocalypse that's, like, too much?
0: Well, uh, in the first episode, um, they're playing a coffee gig in Iceland, I believe. And so the stage drops and then opens up. And when it opens up, um, it kind of, like, horribly maims kind of, like, a lot of people and then um mm. uh they have a but they're trying out to get a new butler uh, towards the end of the episode and um he accidentally gets like sucked up into helicopter blades and um is mm. uh like dismembered in like a pretty gory way and then they kind of like sew him back together and he's able to continue on in his duties cuz it's the greatest thing in the world to serve that death thought um and like so okay. it it is He's almost entirely visual, I think, in the in the yeah the stuff'cause they do and it's like comedic gore, but like I mean my kid's mm. twelve and he's not yeah seen some some of the things that and and so yeah it, it's just like he's 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 very sweet and he's very very tender, and I think that there's like a jadedness that comes uh that mm. he doesn't have yet, and I want to um Keep that from it I guess that is yeah. my motivation. Is is that like some someday you'll 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 be there and you'll have that kind of like cynicism, and and, and those scars that that allow you to laugh at this stuff. But you're so far you're fine. So let's 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 yeah. take that down
2: a little bit.
0: <laughs> I think that's my motivation mostly. Is is that like it is just visually incredibly violent. I think in ways that he is not aware of. Cause I think he would he understand like the okay. bigger commentaries on celebrity and brotherhood and like masculinity and like toxicity and all that stuff, which is what I really resonate in that is like, it's mocking and making fun of all these things, but also, but again, it, with this like gore topic or top level that I don't think he would see beyond um,
1: yeah. at least for right now. But the songs don't have that sort of darkness in them.
0: Oh, they definitely do.
1: Absolutely do. But they're <laughs> a little
0: bit devoid of... So, like, um, laser cannon death sentence is uh, one thing to listen to. But when you're seeing a bunch of prisoners strapped to rockets being shot into space and blown mm. up with lasers,
1: it just hits okay, a little Okay, I moment. see. So, yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, so the songs are similar, but it's just not the visual element, so it's not so, okay.
0: And, I mean, metal (laughs) is, like, you're not, he's not necessarily, like, going in and, like, studying the lyrics and stuff like that. So for, like, you know, uh, bloodtricution or whatever, that's very accurately talking about being electrocuted in your own blood. Um, He's just not (laughs) paying attention to that part. He's just listening to the drums and the guitars, and and so that's that's fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, great. So, kidding. what are what are some of your favorite Weird Al songs?
0: Um, really, the complicated one I think is a, a current favorite, uh, not favorite, but okay. one Okay, I enjoyed because I, I missed some of that. So, some of his later stuff, I I kind of miss. So, like coming back back into that um, is fun. I think um, Dare to Be Stupid um, is definitely up there. Um, cause that was like, that was real early Houston discovering that song. Um, okay.
1: And what's, and dare, so, cause I don't really know that song. I don't know. Every song He has too many, no, but
0: not, what yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he's got. Oh, myself. Uh, so dare to be stupid is uh, a Devo parody. Um, So it, it's, okay. like he's got, yeah. So he, he, like if style parodies make sense, so he was not picking a Devo song to make, to specifically oh specifically okay. He was parodying the eighties synthesizer style. Um yeah. mostly focused on, on on that. And so Dare to Be Stupid is there. um Everything You Know Is Wrong um is is a favorite. Yeah. Um just because the you know, that's talking about somebody's like concept of the world being upended in, in, in very silly ways.
1: Really enjoy that. Um mm-hmm. album. Yeah, I do think like the style parodies, I think, are probably my favorite or, like, you know, artist parody where it's, like, it's right. not an R.E.M. song, but it could be or whatever. Like, I love right. that.
0: Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, those are really fun. And, because, um, like, and, and, I mean, some of them, this is interesting to answer this question at, like, 48. And, yeah, I think I graduate to the weirder, deeper cut stuff now, but, like, when I was a kid, I loved, like like a surgeon and, and all these other things mm. and like um, yeah. uh, Mr. Popeel, very weird, specific, like there, there's a, there's a, yeah. yeah. He does his homework. Like he doesn't just like casually do stuff. Like he, he really like dives into kind of like some of the detail and absurdity of it all.
1: And is Mr. Popeel that is just fifty uh, B-52s, Parody, but it's not a direct song, or is it a direct song? Oh, this
0: is a good. I I actually don't know. I that because you asked that question, I think you're. I assumed that you're right. But yeah, like I think it's just that weird kind of like genre parody. But like all this stuff was like what was on the radio when I was growing up, and so like there's,
2: yeah, um,
0: yeah. Because I think like, I was uh was asking like my mom, like you know, I watched the movie and and then I was like, his first song came out when I was three. And so I don't remember, like, I didn't wow. have his first album. I know that, but like, I don't know, not knowing about weird Al. Like I don't like as much as like, I don't know life without my brother or sister, I don't know life without weird Al. And I'm the older, wow. everybody gets, the more I reflect on that. So this is how deeply ingrained. Weak- and my mom was like, I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't, cause they were, they were who bought it. So like, I don't know,
3: I don't yeah. know what about me
0: brought Weird Al into my life, but, but I was a prime candidate for it. And maybe that was like being six or something like that is like,
1: (laughs) yeah, you
0: know, so yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. There's something to me that's like, um, endlessly, Relistenable about like comedy songs that is just mm-hmm. like not quite there for other music for me like mm-hmm. and a joke in a comedy song is funny to me every single time I hear mm-hmm. it which is really I don't know I guess that's true for some of my favorite comedy movies too that it's just if it's a well-written well-crafted joke it just is always funny but yeah they just they don't yeah. really lose their luster for me generally
0: I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I haven't thought about the appeal of them that much because clearly, as I started talking about this, it's almost all I listen to, I guess. But uh, but yeah, like that's. It, it just it stays fresh in a way that that um even movies don't or or whatever. And I think that maybe that's why he's as good as what he does as he is is because you know, his stuff stays. A little more time, there a little more. Or maybe you just remember yeah. being eight and that's that was that was a fun time. And then like, I connect well, you to this.
1: And but he is also truly like intelligent and mm-hmm. um you know more like aligned with what we would be like uh politically and just like intellectually just the things that he thinks about cares about the way he looks at other people like even though he's like a very nice person you definitely get some of the cynicism in Mm -hmm. some of the songs that's just like I feel like that's part of why his music is just always good is because he's a respectable person like if he Mm -hmm. didn't have that it's hard to say if the songs would be as good you yeah.
0: know um that that reminds me of another very specific and strange song that i like which is uh weasel stomping day i don't know if you're familiar with that one
1: i don't really know that one
0: yeah that's normal. it's like i think i've a, heard it
1: but
0: yeah that's a very um reasonable, <laughs> reasonable <laughs> song. because because on the surface it is a song about uh stomping weasels and um he actually uh, I, I, I i saw him uh, play at Red Rocks, and he played that song with the Denver Philharmonic Orchestra, and it was it was it was wow. a uh, special moment for for me and my son because uh, we like that song together. Like my son cackled the first time that song came on, and there's like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of audio of like you know basically things like sounding like they're being squished, and it's like on the it's just a very oh weird song on its face, but then like towards the end it's like uh, something like you know. Um, why do we do this no one can say but it's tradition so that's okay and i was like oh that's the hook that's that's the joke It's like this uncritical like oh we have to like worship yeah. these confederate statues because like that's our tradition and you can't like question tradition and so like it's a very silly song to um to then throw in like a, a pretty deep um oh okay <laughs> so so yeah
1: yeah good song
0: great song um,
1: And that there is, so there is often a larger message to his songs. If there isn't a larger message, it's like, I don't know. It's very hard to say what makes like um, completely inane, like crazy, silly comedy work. But I do think often if it's coming from somebody who has all of the other good stuff, that mm-hmm. somehow it just comes through, even in something that's completely nonsensical, mm-hmm. you know? So even yeah. when he has a song like Addicted to Spuds or whatever, there is not a larger message, <laughs> but it still is very good in a way that like I, cause I have an issue when I listen to like um, the Sloppy Boys or something. Uh-huh. Um, If you're familiar, it's, you know, a lot of the guys from like the Birthday Boys. Um, There, you can tell that there's no larger message the majority of the time. There's no real Mm -hmm. point to each song. They're not parroting a person, like Mm -hmm. anything. Like they're, and I can't really enjoy things that are doing that. Although sometimes totally inane stuff I think is amazing. So it's like, I don't know what it is that sets like Weird Al or some other people apart. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's... I don't know. Yeah. There's no... <laughs> yeah,
0: cause it, cause it, well, yeah, because it it was like, Do you listen to other comedy and music? And then it's like, yes. And then it started thinking through like what... The things that I do enjoy and resonate with, and and they are things that have often a more meta context, right? Like often a more meta uh, thing. And, and and again, you know, not Weird Al's not just like hiding this like incredibly like scathing social commentary that's like you know a through line of his career, because like Eat It is just funny.
3: Um, yeah. But
0: but but every now and then, like yeah, he 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 kind of works in. Um, some of that other stuff, and, and and I think that that's maybe the stuff that has, like, a longer, you know, lifespan, the longer value. Um, and also, he's just really good. He's
2: really talented.
0: He's a nice boy. So he's, he's an easy person to fan, you know, be a fan.
1: Yeah. And I, I like that he is, like, I think most people would think of him as, like, almost like a clean comic sort of thing, where it's like, oh, it's very, like, safe, But he really doesn't go out of his way to be like safe or PG because some of the songs, like you said, The Night Santa went crazy, or like, you know, he'll reference like, um, like in, um, in Stop Forwarding That Crap to Me, he says, (laughs) uh, like, I'll slash my wrists or something at one point. So it's like he's not hiding from that stuff in the, um, in the James Taylor parody um good old days good, good. old days oh, <laughs> i now. mean That's there's so some <laughs> brutal serial killer like references and it's like amazing oh, yeah. so he's really like not cultivating a like clean persona right so it's i don't know he's just a real he's just a genuine person making the mm-hmm. stuff that is like interesting to him
0: yeah Well, in in, the, in the, you know you're you're asking about emerson and metal of um, or my kid in my lockups, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, um, uh, in, like, listening, or watching him listen to the stuff that I listened to at that age, sometimes I'm like, what were my parents thinking? Like, this is... <laughs> I, lo- I loved this song almost my whole life, and now I'm like, is that concerning? <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know. Like, it's... It's, uh... I don't have the other red flags, but maybe this is, like, uh, you know, at least an orange flag. Like, maybe this is, like, all right, like, should we be concerned? Um, Yeah,
1: sometimes you wonder if your parents were even paying attention because I feel that way sometimes with some of the, like, R&B songs or, like, the radio hits that are so sexually explicit that it's, Mm -hmm. like, do your parents get the feeling of, like, you're not really taking this in like the kid doesn't really get it anyway they just like the song like it's they they only understand it to a certain degree yeah um or your parents like i don't fuck whatever i don't give a shit (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: yeah
0: it's
3: it's like
0: i i i hoped like the 80th time we listened to the, the good old days like on a road trip um that they were like is he okay like, do we need to? <laughs> why is, he's laughing. He's laughing a little too hard. Was like, yeah, was like, was like, was like, with, 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 with my son and Weasel's on the because he was pretty young, and I was like, "Well, that's that's just Weasel's being stepped on, and you are cackling, and I am enjoying." This. Um, and yeah, yeah, you
1: know. But I'm. But yeah, yeah, should I'm like, I yeah. be concerned? Yeah. Yes, and it feels like maybe. Yeah, one of my nephews used to play video game and he was very little. He was like five and he loved this video game where you just like you were like cats working in an office and you would kill the cats in all these different like crazy ways in the office, like smash their head in the printer or, you know, and I remember my parents being like concerned and I was like, I think it's prob there's just this detachment there that. Like, as a, an adult, sometimes you take things too seriously. That, like, kids, these are not all red yeah. flags, you know? Right. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's just a game I'm playing. Like, I don't know. But, but yeah, you, you definitely also want to look out for those signs that they could be a serial killer for sure. Oh, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's,
0: that just assume everybody until, you know, it's safe. Um, but it's, <laughs> But it's like you know, yeah. Like these part of these games, like it's a common thing. Like, oh, people do bad stuff, and so it's like the video games, and then it's like you know, and then you go to the, you know, news or whatever, and you're watching like the bombing of Iraq, and it's like, this is fine,
3: but that nah. and I was like, oh, okay, like, right? Like, maybe we should ask
0: some questions of the society that we're bringing people into more than just assuming there's a video games. I mean, probably like yeah, figuring out the logistics of like widespread cat murder is maybe something to pay attention to. Like, should this manifest in <laughs> real life? Let's, let's ask
2: some questions. Yeah. But like,
0: but maybe this is just, silly. like a uh, uh, kid loves playing this like goat simulator, which is like Grand Theft Auto, but you're mm. a goat that just goes around and destroys things. And it's just silly. Like, it's just <laughs> chaos and it's fun. And so I'm not worried about him, you know, going on a rampage. Uh, yeah. Be- for that reason. Other reasons,
3: you know, TBD. But...
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the goat simulator see so you don't always know you don't know what it's going to be. It could be the goat simulator when he gets older and he commits some terrible crime, and he goes, You know what it was actually the goat simulator kind of fucked me up, gave me some Listen, crazy yeah. ideas you know I mean, fool, fool, fool
0: me <laughs> once you know I was like, all right, all right lesson learned sure. <laughs> if if that's the thing, boy that would be a fascinating i I'd be like, but really, like is that is that what we're going with' that <laughs> This feels like sure? some bullshit. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: you didn't even kill goats in real life. Like, what? What is? You know, it's just if he runs around and headbutts people like on a rampage, I'd be like, you know what? Shit. All right. Sure
1: but you know what? Coming. People actually do attribute their like trauma sometimes to the wrong thing yeah. because, like, sometimes you could actually like, you know, you could witness something that's like obviously that would be traumatic. Maybe you're a part of a school shooting or something you were just there for it and then later you have all these issues and you go oh it was because you know my parents right. got divorced or something and then people are going are you sure it's not the school shooting it's like no because that didn't really bother me and you're like okay but that that feels like a red flag in and of itself you know i think right. sometimes yeah. you don't know what to blame so you end up blaming right. the goat simulator when it's like it was not the goat simulator no it was you know
0: what was it the violets that was happening behind you while you were playing the ghost simulator that you just kind of saw? <laughs> oh yeah. Just, turns out turns out that was that was it. And I so, right. so he was like, he was with me when we were sheltering place at uh this Christmas light thing and he's okay to go back yeah. to it which is good. because uh, like I I definitely did not anticipate that being the experience with that. But it's like but like, there's like yeah. a this like he he knew more what to do in that situation than, than I did because he's been prepped for it. And he was like, okay, we do this and and was like presented as very calm in the moment and and later kind of like talked to, you know, therapist and counselor about like, you know, maybe rewatching the news stuff was, was a little much for him. But I was like, yeah, it was a really heavy, Mm -hmm. it was a heavy moment that I didn't necessarily know what to do or how to process or how to navigate a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of letting him play like whatever like on the phone and games like that but it was like i don't i didn't read the parenting book on how to like navigate mass trauma and like you know like like secondary trauma and those things and and, um yeah i've been around a lot of that stuff in in various capacities so i'm like this is obviously not good but like i don't i don't have the i have the instinct to like keep him from like Weird gore on vanlocalypse, but when it comes from like real world stuff, it's more of like talking through how to how to deal with that and how to like okay yeah. like, this is this is what we got, so like what what tools do you have to to be a healthy person in this because it's just gonna you just keep happening i because I guess we're fine with it, so I'm very close to yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I took a training once where they did talk about like when a kid goes through like a traumatic event like that, mm-hmm. that just having supportive uh, caregivers in their life, like who are there to help them process it, where they can just mm-hmm. go through their thoughts on it, can be really helpful. And they gave the example of a kid who was around for nine eleven, who after was like drawing like trampolines. And he was like, oh, this is like, so the people jumping out of the buildings could land on the trampolines instead or something. (laughs) Yeah. And um, but because he was able to express that and process some of what he saw, it didn't become this like trapped memory. Because that's often what happens with trauma is like it's so upsetting that it gets stuck somewhere in your brain that you can't even fully access. So it's just stuck there and you can't get over it. So that he was able to draw the trampolines, even though it's like upsetting probably for his parents and stuff too, where you're like, Oh God, it does make him then kind of get past that experience.
0: Yeah. Well, that's like, there's something um, that I I stumbled across once. It was like the world's worst spin diagram. Um, And it was like, Mm -hmm. I I think it probably gets more intertwined, like, um, you know, with time because I haven't seen it in a while, but it was like child prostitution or like uh, child soldiers or like gangs or, you know, like whatever it was. All, it was like every spectrum of like child victimhood. And so there was like some terrible meeting where they just like hashed out all of the ways a child could be exploited and vulnerable and and, and harmed. And then it was like one of the, the biggest commonalities uh in that was like a um broken nuclear family right like so and typically this was like on the edge of like you know uh violence and and warfare and stuff like that so it was basically like you know as long as you have your family together your ability to be resilient and, and survive and navigate this stuff is infinitely higher and then the second sickness disease you know whatever uh violence comes in starts to break that up then um your your exposure rate goes way up your ability to navigate your ability to like do that uh or or your your the likelihood that you're going to enter into one of these ways of of exploitation and 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 all that just goes way up and so it's so fascinating to think about that and 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 to process that because yeah it's like if you have if you have tools
1: we can a lot of things.
0: And then the second those tools go away, it's like, well, now you life's screwed.
1: So. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, have to absolutely. End up that way. But
0: yeah, but it's that.
1: that, that it's a lot that harder. Component. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're probably going to have to deal with this at some point. If you don't have it in the moment, at some point, you're going to need to connect with another person, most likely, or maybe, yeah. you know, you could write about it. There are things you can do, but I feel like getting through stuff with someone else is the easiest yeah. way. And especially in the moment, they've started, like, talking about a thing called co-regulation, where instead of just telling a kid, hey, use these coping skills, you're there with them, like, practicing, calming down, trying to get on the same level. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be so much more effective than just go take a time out, think things through, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's – yeah, it's getting – being in this world, being in, in, in touch with yourself and your feelings and, and, and all that, um, and then being able to help somebody learn how to navigate that. It's, it's real hard. Like, it's a real tricky uh, thing, thing to do and navigate. Um, but that, that yeah. does make sense that, like, modeling that and, and modeling those breathings and modeling, talking about it, normalizing communication, more, normalizing like. Yeah, being being able to talk about it and being able to be like whatever, not okay or whatever, is is so important at a young age because like he doesn't know how to talk about his feelings. Yet. That's okay. Like that's that's a learned yeah. you know practice. Uh, you're oscillating between very intensely deep and uh, very silly things, which is actually <laughs> the core of what I love about comedic music. It's really dark. It's like oh, this is very that's silly. That's so also, true. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a sink full of blood in the yeah. background. Okay, yeah, that checks out.
1: Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) Yeah, so this this podcast is the perfect perfect representation of those of us processing why
0: why are we like we are?
2: You're
0: like, oh, we need we need to process some of this stuff, and we don't know how.
1: Yeah, we need some gallows humor, and that's what. You know, that's what you get with these comedy songs and, you know, they especially when there is somebody like Weird Al maybe who is sometimes talking about the real issues or the annoying, the frustrating people in your life or the little things people do, like commenting on these things that we're experiencing. And then, you know, just bringing lightness, bringing lightness to us, even even if he's singing about a serial killer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta work through those feelings, and, and if you, if you can't laugh at it, then
2: uh, right? You,
0: yeah, maybe you're okay. I don't know. I don't think that's how
2: you roll. It maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you're
0: you're just deeply in touch with the horror of the situation. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, I am so happy that you came on the show today. I had a Thank great you. time. Me too. So I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. But thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome.
0: Absolutely. It was my pleasure, Mel. (laughs)
1: Excuse me. Can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh
3: Uh-huh. Sure. You know you look Serious.
1: Yeah, you do too, but um, I just wanted to know, do you know the milk in the fridge? You know the soy? Oh yeah, I definitely know the soy. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine.
3: Uh-huh, no, it's mine. You need, to buy, you need to buy me own, some, or to, to give me half. It's not it's wrong, wrong to say, to the soy is mine. See, I know that you may be just a bit angry with me, but you're rude and you're dirty not to share your soy with me. Maybe I don't see something. Where's your name on that boot? I just want some coffee, can okay, my dude. Some of the soy is all I took. need to buy me some or just to give me half. It's not long to say the soy is mine. I can't stand that you won't share the soy juice. It belongs to me. The soy is mine. Must you segregate the food, keep on hogging all the goods. You need to buy double the stuff. You can't afford it? Well, us tough. Me, all you want. I can too on the spot. Think about what you love the most. Get to you, I'll go fight it. Why don't you just
1: go move out? Take your things and leave my house. Touch my dog and I'll call the cops. Better yet, I'll call
3: your mom. You need to buy me or some, or just, just me to down. give me half. It's if not wrong to say the good. soy is. I can't stand that you won't share the soy juice. It belongs to me. The soy is mine. Like this, take up right now. I'm feeling too sad. Too. The soy is mine but also yours. One more thing. do your chores. to buy me some, or just to give me half. It's not wrong wrong to say the soy is is mine. I can't stand that you won't share the soy juice. It belongs to me. The soy is mine. The soy is mine, not yours. Not yours. Not yours. I can't stand that you won't share the soy juice, it belongs to me, the soy is mine.